Welcome to another edition of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Our journey through the SEC continues, and today joining me is the 2018 Naismith Coach of the Year, a guy who is kind of taking this women's basketball world uh, by the horns and, and really transformed a program into something special. It's Vic Schaefer, head coach of Mississippi State. Uh, I've lived in Starkville the last two years before moving up here to, to Minnesota, so uh, Vic is someone I know and someone I have a tremendous amount of respect for, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him a little bit about his team. going to get into uh, his personal background a little bit. I'm interested uh, to hear him talk about himself a little bit, and then we will dive into this new-look Mississippi State team. Lost four starters from last year, but bring back a Tierra McCowan who has been a dominating force and so we'll talk about that we'll talk about some of the other newcomers and players he expects to step up but we'll get him on the phone right now and we'll be right back this is the jump around And back on the jump around and joining me, as promised, it is the 2018 Naismith National Coach of the Year, a coach who's taken his team to back-to-back national championship appearances, Vic Schaefer joining me. Coach, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. I know this is this is the time of the year where you where you really get get rolling up the sleeves, and um, I know you're uh, you're excited about the team you got on the court, but. Uh, uh, thanks so much for taking some time for me this morning. Thank you, Black. Appreciate uh, all you do for our great game. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Well, I want to start with with you. Uh, in recent years, obviously, your your family has been kind of on the on the forefront of things, and people know about your daughter Blair, who played for you and and had a tremendous career at State. Um, anyone who was paying attention um, and watching games on TV uh, heard the story about your, your son Logan and and his miraculous turnaround from an accident he had a couple years ago but I feel like other than knowing that you're you're an animated tough defensive-minded guy on the sideline people don't know a whole lot about Vic Schaefer and I was wondering is there is there something you'd be willing to share with the listeners that maybe they don't know about you and maybe they'd be surprised to know about you (laughs) well uh you know I'm I like to play golf and um I do love to fish. I'm a, uh, I like to fish on the coast. I'm a trout and redfish guy. Uh, probably what nobody really knows is that um, I, I, I and I haven't done it. I don't do it very often. Uh, I like to I like the country western dance. I grew up doing that. Uh, did it a lot in college, and uh, I'm a big two stepper. <laughs> I believe, if I recall correctly, you did a little two step at uh, at my wedding. I sure did. I have a good partner, by the way. <laughs> yes, you did. You you outkicked your coverage on on the dance floor. I'll tell you that. But uh, uh, speaking about fishing, I wanted to bring up fishing real quick, and I promise we'll get into basketball. But what's uh, what's the fishing game been like this summer? Have you had success? You know, I, when I went, I did. I just I fished less than ever before. Just so busy, like speaking and doing clinics and speaking and doing clinics and <laughs> we took the team you know we took the team to europe to yep. italy and uh so i just it's just really been non-stop i mean uh, 
it's just really been crazy. So my fishing has suffered. So it's my golf. <laughs> interested because obviously with success uh, comes a lot of you know great great things you, you, you know, recruiting picks up people know who you are uh, and is that the hardest part is it all the time demands once you start winning and having success at that level is that the hardest part of that is just all the other stuff I think that's why you get you know that's why you obviously have to have a tremendous staff and um, I've been fortunate here since the first day I took this job in 2012 I've been able to hire good people. Uh, when I've lost someone, I've been able to get somebody better. And, um, I've just, um, you know, it's just been really, really fortunate to have good people working with me. Look, I'm smart enough to know, like I can't do it by myself. <laughs> um, you know, you just, you gotta have good help. I, I looked the other day, there's 19 final four rings up and down my hallway and five national championship rings. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Fair enough. Well, I I want to ask I want to ask you about your team now moving forward. Um, you obviously lose a ton. Uh, you lose your daughter Blair, as we mentioned, Morgan William, obviously uh, Victoria Vivians, and and Mershunda Johnson, who was kind of um, maybe the underrated piece of your team um, last year and and finished her career as the best shooter in Mississippi State history. What you bring back though uh, is a pretty darn good center in Tierra McCowan. And uh, I, I just wonder, with you, everyone knows you as a defensive guy, uh, but I don't know if you get enough credit for how you've been able and willing to adjust your team's um, playing style. Uh, your first couple of years, you were defense, defense, defense. Uh, a couple of years ago, you showed that, hey, we can score two. And then last year, it really was a, hey, oh, you want to you wanna play to 100? We can score 100. That's fine. Um, yeah. Yes, but but, this, but yeah, you lost a lot of that scoring. So how do you uh, envision uh, this team kind of changing and molding yet again? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, this team should be, we should be good, but we'll be different than last year's team. But then last year's team was different than any team that I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, there were times I was sitting on the side last year, and it's, I could only think that it was like, Steve Kerr sitting there coaching the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they, you know, you had four shooters on the floor that could make a three at the drop of a hat. You had T inside uh, who was cleaning up everybody's mess a lot of times. And, and so, and, you know, I complained and complained about us defensively, but we still averaged held people to six points a night, which is pretty good. But I think the biggest telling stat of all, Blake, is our average margin of victory was 24 points a game. You know, we scored 84 points a night on average, I think, um, and and just uh, just a, that's just an astounding number. So you're right, we lost a lot of firepower. Uh, you know, with, when you lose your leading scorer in Victoria, Shevna Johnson and Blair uh, were obviously two kids that could really. I mean, Roe could blow up on any night; they'll get you 20. Um, you had to guard Blair, or she'd bury you. And, um, and Morgan, you know, she just kind of made us go and, 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 you know, give that kid credit. She altered her game because she didn't have to score as much. She still could if she had to, 
but she didn't have to score as much because she had so many weapons around her. So it was a unique team, and, um, you know, this year's team, it's a good place to start. I've got four seniors again. Remember, last year we lost four seniors going into last year's team. True. And replaced those, and so this year, same deal. We lose four seniors, but I certainly like the the, the, the seniors, the people that we have. Um, Chloe's had a great summer. Um and is probably our most consistent outside threat uh, to date. We've been dealing with a concussion with her for a few days, so she hasn't practiced in a while, but we'll get her back. And then you just have to see what happens with a couple of those kids that transferred, if we can, you know, yep. if, if they get a waiver or not. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Espinosa Hunter from UConn and Promise Taylor from Ole Miss. And regardless of when they play, uh, certainly expect them to make an impact. Um, when you do look at one of those transfers that we know is going to be able to play, uh, Anriel Howard, uh, will will you guys give up ten rebounds in one game next year between her and McGowan? I mean, it seems like it seems like you guys are pretty much can staple in. You're going to win the rebounding war. Well, you know, like there's days where I go, well, they're going to have plenty of opportunity to get a rebound. <laughs> and, you know, we have our time shooting it sometimes, but. Uh, you know, again, I've been encouraged by our shooting you know, the last couple practices, and, and it's coming. And we certainly have some kids that can absolutely shoot the ball. Uh, Zaria can can make shots for us, a big long guard. Again, Chloe. Andriel has really uh, worked hard on her game and trying to develop some range to her game and, and has done that, I feel like. And uh, so back to the rebounding, though, I mean, I'm, I, I'm really excited to have two of the best rebounders in the game, obviously, on our team. And, you know, that's a real focal point of, hey, first shot, you know, first shot percentage defense. I think if we can be really good in that area, we ought to be able to get everybody's miss. Yeah. Um, With your teams in the past, you've always had – a two-headed monster at the point guard position. And, and if you look at last the last few years, you've got Morgan William, who who started every game, but then you brought kind of an energizer bunny, a spark plug, in Jasmine Holmes off the bench. Now that Jasmine moves to that starting role, um, can you tell us a little bit about who's backing her up? Um, you got a you got a redshirt freshman in Maya Taylor in Mississippi who sat out and watched last year. How do you see your point guard dan- dynamic this season? Yeah, you know, we've uh, we've got some different uh, things we can do there. We actually uh, we can we can do a number of things. We can play two point guards together. We can bring Jordan um, in, and uh, she's got point guard experience from high school, and uh, and uh, so we've we've been experimenting with a number of different um, uh, lineups and rotations right now, and it's been interesting. And uh, I think. Uh, I think, um, you know, we can probably do some things that uh, can create some problems for some folks uh, with, with our guard play. So um, I've been real pleased with Maya and, and uh, Jazz both. Um, Jordan has had some dominating days, whatever position I play her at. Yeah. Um, you're talking about a kid that is quick, fast, really electric when it comes to getting to her spot. And uh, it's just a matter of her getting enough reps to where she can finish when she gets there. But that kid can get to her spot as good as anybody I've ever coached in my career. Yeah. Well, Jordan Damery transferred over from Arkansas and really kind of put everyone who hadn't been watching you guys on notice uh, in the Final Four against Louisville was uh, was perhaps that the 
kind of the reason you guys were able to, to win that game. But um, when you look at it, Sierra McCown, and obviously you're going to get a million questions about her all season long. And um, I hate to hate to, you know, just ask something similar. But my question is, when you recruit her and, and you get her to Mississippi State, obviously uh, raw would be a fair a fair word to use. In your wildest dreams, did you imagine she would be this? I mean, did, is this something you expected, that she would be amongst the best players in the country eventually? Well, I, I don't I don't know that you put a, you know, I don't think you put a, a, a cap or a top on any player that you recruit. What you hope is that you get them here and you develop them and they want to be coached and they mature and, uh, and then the sky's the limit. And, uh, you know, I think for her, um, certainly recruiting her out of high school, watching her in AAU, um, you know, she, she needed to be developed. She needed reps. She needed fundamentals. And uh, Coach Harris has done a tremendous job with her on the physical side, but also on the mental side. You know, post players, and they, they're the ones down there doing the dirty work. They're rubbing on the other post players. They're, you know, it's it's blood, sweat, and tears down there a lot of nights. And you're you're getting it done, rebounding, sprinting the floor. You go down there and post up, and, and what happens? That guard jacks up a three, and um, and so you've got to be mentally tough enough to go, okay, no problem. Let me go down there and do all that again. Get the rebound again, and I'm gonna sprint the floor again, and maybe I'll get it this time. Yeah. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But that's just the life of a of a of a, of a big kid, you know. She's one of she's one of the few in the country that's a traditional, um, you know, five player. Now yeah. she's added some range to her game as well, and that's really uh, exciting for us. And uh, um, you know, I think you saw during your time here. Uh, you know, she really became a someone we could cap on at the free throw line. And again, that's just working on your 15 footer and developing that. So, you know, to answer your question is, I don't know that we, we, you know, the kid went from not even being all sec. She went from freshman year playing 12 minutes a game, sophomore year. She's sixth player of the year in the league, not even first team all sec. I think she may have been on the all defensive team, Mm -hmm. but not all sec, not second team, not honorable mention to, as a junior, she's first team All SEC. She's defense, co-defensive player of the year. I think she's the national Naismith defensive player of the year. Yep. She's first team All American, and there's only ten of them. <laughs> so she made a pretty big jump between her sophomore and junior year. Yeah, yeah. If, if she makes another jump like that, I think you guys will be in uh, okay shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. She's uh, she's special for sure, and uh, she just continues to, to get better. And uh, again, happy for her. She's going to graduate uh, in May. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think the growth and the maturity, and just seeing her develop uh, on and off the court has been one of the, the real um, uh, one of the real um, enjoyable things, and uh, and one of the most biggest, you know changes in a player that I've seen as a coach in 34 years in coaching. Um, uh, she will be certainly called upon early and often, and I want to talk to you about your schedule briefly. Um, you go go to Virginia to, re- to return the home game they gave you last year. Then you go to Texas. You got Marquette at home right after that, and then you go to Oregon. That's, uh, that's a tough slate there, Coach. 
Yeah, I'm not sure he made that schedule, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to have to play it, that's for sure. You know, it's just been increasingly difficult, um, as you know, to get people to play us. And uh, they won't even, I mean, even on the road, it's just uh, there's a few people that'll, that'll actually do it. Um, you know, going to Austin, that's part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Um, you know, uh, going out to Oregon, uh, that's, that's part of a return that we had with them. They were nice enough to come here a year ago. We've actually played them now. This will be the third year in a row. Kelly's been, he's such a tremendous guy, tremendous coach. And, uh, you know, we've had some real knockdown drag outs with them. And, uh, I know they're excited about getting us to Eugene. We also are going to play Washington out of the Pac-12 on that same trip. Mm. But having to play the Big East champion in Marquette here at home, um, you know, it'll be another big challenge. And, and, and unfortunately, having to play a team like an SEC team in Virginia, the second game of the year, that's going to that you know that can that can get your attention in a hurry. Sure. So we uh, we we've bitten off a pretty big big chew, and uh, we're going to have to go to work and, and get ready. Yeah. Well, you've obviously done a, a fantastic job, and I'll I'll get you out of here in this one. You go back to the the early days of, of your coaching career. Uh, you spent seven years at Sam Houston State, um, and in those seven years, you win eighty games. And then you're you're a, you're an assistant um, for so long, and then you get an opportunity to take over a Mississippi State program that was desperate for new life. And in six seasons, you've won one hundred and sixty one games. You have somehow increased your win total every single year. Every year, it seems like okay, he can't do it again, right? And then you, you do. <laughs> and I just wonder. If if you were if you took a moment to reflect, um, for you to be where you are this moment and today, and just look back on, on everything your teams have accomplished, uh, just it, it's kind of a repeat question of what I asked you about McCallum. But did you ever envision uh, this type of success for yourself? Did you ever envision reaching this point in the game? Well, I, I think. Certainly, I, I was fortunate enough to be around uh, a Hall of Famer and Coach Blair for 15 years, and we won a lot of games together. And both of us are extremely competitive. Um, and we did it in, in two really good conferences uh, together. Um, you know, my career is uh, a little unique and different. And uh, uh, But I absolutely will say this. I believe that we, when we came to Mississippi State, we came here because we believed we could win championships. And uh, I know that, you know, it was not something on any, anyone else's mind or, or thought, but I just believed it. Johnny believed it when she came with me. Um, and uh, we believed that we had the blueprint to do it. And, um, and so, uh, you know, it's, God really blessed me again with uh, a tremendous staff, uh, tremendous administration. Um, as you know, we have a beautiful campus, yep. great facilities and all that. So we just, you know, we, we, we believe in working here. I don't, you know, I've got people that just are tremendous hardworking folks that uh, care deeply about our student athletes. And uh, again, I've been so fortunate to have, uh, you know, a good staff throughout the course of that time. So, you know, I, I I think to answer your question, yeah, I believed it. I mean, I I, I wouldn't have come here if I didn't. And uh, at age fifty, you just don't go jumping out taking a job when you've already got a good job. I mean, I had a good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but now I, I I feel like I've got a great job and one of the premier jobs in the country. 
and uh, there's a lot of factors uh, why that is today, you know, that it wasn't six years ago, but there's so many people that are involved in what's made this a great job. Yeah, okay. Well, you've done fantastic, and I, I, I fibbed. Here's my last one. When, when everything's said and done for you, uh, when you decide, I'm, I'm good, I've accomplished everything, uh, what is what does that look like? What what is what is Vic Schaefer, not Coach Schaefer? What does Vic Schaefer uh, do when this whole thing's done? And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going fish more, play golf. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm just going uh, spend. I, I just enjoy that so much. Spend more time with my my wife and my family. I, you know, they're the ones that suffer when you really get into this and. Uh, um, you know, for, for me, it, it'll just be a chance to, you know, and maybe get back a little bit. Maybe have a chance to to mentor, to to talk to young coaches, to give them some of the the really great advice that I've been given throughout the course of my career. Um, because I do think there's been some real meaningful things that people have interjected in my career that I think are worthy to share that might, you know, impact someone else's career. And, um, uh, but you know, when that day comes, like (laughs) I'm going to spend a whole lot more time doing those other things that that I enjoy doing that, uh, right now, you know, suffer, but that's, that's just the nature of the beast. That's, that's, that's why this is part of it. And, um, so right now I'm in, I'm in, I'm while I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm going to enjoy that, enjoy these kids, enjoy my staff. I say this all the time. I, Life's too short. I want to have fun. Yeah. You know, I want to come to the office and have fun every day. Um, and I do. Uh, I get to coach women's basketball. I mean, I woke up this morning, man, I get to coach women's basketball. What a blessing. So, yeah. good Lord, give it to me, Blake. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Coach, I uh, wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, looking forward to seeing this team and, and how you guys are able to mold them and, and turn them into something special. I think you've got to – Got a real good chance to make another run at it, and I, I certainly appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to me this morning. Thank you as well, and again, just appreciate all you do for our great game and uh, for your coverage, and I uh, wish you and your your uh, beautiful wife uh, all the best. All right, Coach. Well, thank you so much. Hey, can I, can I get the line? Can I get the line? Hey, praise the Lord and go dogs. Thank you to Coach Schaefer for joining me yet again uh, his bulldog team is going to be tough um, if you if you missed it i uh, have uh, written a 10,000 word sec preview uh, available on my twitter at blake dudonis uh, i picked mississippi state to win it again i think worst case they're they're top three but i think they're going to win this thing uh, yet again well, we shall see i appreciate you listening as always on itunes soundcloud or google play if you listen on itunes if you could leave a rating and review that'd be really helpful uh, as i mentioned you can find me on twitter at Blake Dudonis with your thoughts and comments. And uh, until the next episode, I'll talk to you soon. This is The Jump Around.